New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Well, I'm glad you're celebrating Advent by choosing to make the New Vision podcast a part of that experience. Andrew Cloud with you here. And if you're anything like me, you know, Christmas, every year, it can get really procedural and familiar. We've all heard it before, whether we grew up in church or not, where we have some knowledge of Christmas and it's like, yeah, yeah, I heard that. It's familiar and it's procedural. And so we must remind ourselves every year who Jesus is and why his birthday is so important, why it's miraculous. Uh, to that end, uh, New Vision is going through uh, this Advent book together. And dude, this, this is a really cool book. I, I would recommend it to you. If you're following along with us, these uh, podcasts are a, a companion to that. It's okay if you're not. Uh, the podcasts are standalone, so you can do that. But I would recommend the book and um, see what it's. I'm not going to offend the author who wrote this because I just cannot pronounce her name because she's Romanian in descent. But the book is called Unwrapping Christmas The Names of Jesus. And it's really cool. I like the thesis of it. It's all about, you know, looking to see who is Jesus based on all the different names and the way he, he's described or he described himself in the Gospels and these famous sayings of Jesus. So I think that's really cool when it comes to, you know, Christmas being procedural or familiar is that we got to be reminded every year why uh, or we'll cease to be amazed. And I think that's why it's beneficial because this book, it's not necessarily traditional and some of these texts aren't your, you know, manger baby Jesus, you know, we do have that, but some of them are, are, you know, a little unconventional, not what you'd think of when you hear the word Advent. And so today, we'll dig right in. This is coinciding with day two in the book, but today we're reading in John chapter 11, and I'm going to be going uh, verse 21 through 26. And this is also, you know, maybe a story that you are familiar with, but it's not necessarily an Advent story. This is the famous, you know, Lazarus died. It's Mary and Martha. We jumped ahead, and this is this conversation. Lazarus is already dead, and and Martha is kind of maybe a little bit challenging Jesus. Um, And so we're going to read John chapter 11, verse 21 through 26. And this is the ESV Bible. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here... My brother would not have died, but even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? We, we've probably heard this you know, group of texts before, and it's another one of those famous I am sayings. And that goes back to the Advent book. It's the names of Jesus. Um, you know, That's how we're celebrating Advent. What is Jesus? We think of him in the manger and all that. But here he's making this famous I am. He's saying, I am the resurrection. You know, Martha's talking about you know, resurrection as an event. And Jesus says, I am. And uh, that goes back, you know, if you followed us with the Exodus series, this I am is really play on words, kind of, uh, you know, 
reverberating the Exodus chapter three, Yahweh at the burning bush, I am, you know, Moses is like, who, who should I tell them sent me? And God says, I tell them I am has sent me the, the great I am. And so Jesus is basically saying I'm God. But there's specific nuances whenever he says that, especially in the book of John. And so we see that here. He's saying, I am the resurrection and the life. And so when it comes to Christmas and the familiarity of it, I think one of the reasons we've lost our awe of Jesus is that we don't really grapple with the idea of death in the first place. I mean, at funerals, you know, this stuff will preach, but through, through most, I'd say the majority of our lives, we really distract ourselves and, and don't, unless you're a very dark person, I'm not saying that. I'm just, we don't think about death the majority of our lives. I mean, some people really struggle with that, but, you know, people that just in a normal day-to-day life, you're not going to be like, oh, death, and let me think about it, let me comprehend it, and let me dwell. And like, we just don't do that. Um, and so perhaps we've lost, Jesus is here, he's talking about life, and so maybe we've lost our awe of Jesus and, and diminished view of him because we really haven't had this, uh, I'm using my hands to talk here, but we, have, we haven't thought about the dichotomy left and right between life and death and death and life. And so, you know, obvious class 101, we know we all have to die, but have you ever really thought about it? And so I think that, that's kind of my first point is, One of the reasons at Christmas we kind of lose our awe of Jesus is that we haven't really grappled with the idea of death in the first place. We all have to die. Um, And when you get down to it and you do think about it, uh, we we kind of push into that. Death is one of the top fears out there, along with public speaking. Ironically, people would rather die than uh, public speak, but it is a top fear. So death is a fear. It's dark. We, we, We suppress that. And so here... Jesus, he's asking Martha, and Jesus had intentionally waited. Like he knew Lazarus was sick, and that, that's a big part of the text is, you know, God doesn't always show up at the time that we want him to, and consequently Lazarus dies. But Jesus did that on purpose. It says he waited to travel. And so Jesus is pushing into it. He wants us to grapple with the idea that before we can think about life, we need to think about death. And so he asks Martha, Martha, you know, what do you think about the resurrection? What do you think about the resurrection? And so that, that brings us to the second point. First of all, we need to, to think about death, you know, when we think about that. What is Jesus coming to save us from? Think about that. Okay, hold on to that. And then number two, Jesus wanted Martha to think about the person who would do the resurrecting rather than the event itself. I'll say it again. Jesus wanted Martha to think about the person who would do the resurrecting rather than the event of resurrection itself. And that we see that uh, she, she confesses. I mean, she has the right churchy answers. Jesus is like, your brother will rise again. And Martha says, well, I know he'll rise again in the resurrection in the last day. So she holds to the doctrine of the resurrection, which even the Pharisees did at this point in uh, Israel's history. And so she's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, at the end of the world and the, the eschatology, the, the end of Revelation, we'll all, we'll all be raised from the dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's not really affecting her life. And that's why Jesus is kind of drawing that out. See, Martha believed in the resurrection event, but she didn't grapple with life and death in the person who would do the resurrecting. Jesus' own power to raise people to life is the power that satisfies people spiritually, like the bread, you know, he's the water, all that. This is this, who is Jesus? The names of Jesus, he's the bread, he's the water, he's the life. 
And so it, it, what's really interesting in this text is that Jesus does not merely say, I mean, he does say, but he, he doesn't merely say that he'll bring about the resurrection or that he'll even be the cause of the resurrection, both of which of those are true. But rather what he does, he, he, does some, he says something that's even stronger. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. I am in my very person. I like to use this word called intrinsic. That means, you know, Jesus is intrinsically, that is with his inside, his very own nature in his very person. He is the resurrection. He is the life. I think it's also important to remember, again, this is another I am statement. You know, Jesus is claiming deity. He is God. And so when we think about life and death, Here's the second person of the Trinity, was there at the creation of the world, is currently holding together every molecule of my body right now, knows the heartbeats, knows the hair, well, lack of hair for me. He knows all that stuff. I mean, you know, all the electrical and biological input, like he's literally the source of life. And so you can't talk about the event of the resurrection until you really focus on the person. And so when it comes to Advent and it's like, man, what's the big deal with Jesus in the manger? And no, he condescended, he came. And it's like, this is the source of life itself coming down to to be with us at Christmas time. And that's what we're celebrating. Think about that, the gravity of that as we celebrate Advent, that Jesus is the life. And so um, I think, you know, kind of as we wrap this up, we, we try to every, everything to be applicable and practical. Um, I think something that, that's really big is, you know, at the end of that, it's, it's got its own practicality built in the text because Jesus explains that. And what's really interesting, uh, this is super nerdy. I'm in seminary right now, as most of you know, and I'm just finishing my Greek two class, just enough Greek to be dangerous. And, What's if you look at the original, uh, you know, you don't have to know the languages, of course, but it helps you see these little tiny details. But Jesus says, you know, in this this English translation, it says, whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. But in the Greek, there's this word, you know, he's literally saying whoever believes into me. It looks kind of like it's spelled E-I-S, but it's pronounced ace and it's a preposition. Um, whoever believes into me. And it's so kind of clunky that we wouldn't actually translate it that way in English. But I love that. It's so cool. It's like whoever believes into me, there's something more than just believes in me. And that's the that's where the rubber meets the road on the practicality of it. Because it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know these things. We know these things. We hear them every Christmas. We have this head knowledge that, you know, idea. Satan believes this stuff too. Do you believe it? But there's this believe into me, this this faith that's, you know, all your eggs are in that basket. You're believing into Jesus, that you have a personal relationship with Jesus. We throw those words around all the time. But I love that clunky preposition in the in the literal wooden Greek uh, language that, you know, do you believe this? You know, whoever believes into me, whoever's all sold in, um, that that's where it's at when it comes to Christmas. And so we hear that in church over and over again. We constantly need to be reminded. But I think that's that's really, this may seem really lazy, but I, I think that's where it's at, man. Like when you're focusing on Advent, I think this makes its own practical application in your life. As you focus on this, as we go through Advent together, and it's like, man, what what is the gravity of the Advent season, when we're thinking about the events leading up to Christmas, who is Jesus? Why did he come? Do you believe this? Are you believing into Jesus? And do you live like it? That's the practical part. Do you live like it? I want you to grapple with that uh, as we leave and as you hopefully continue to read the book and, and check out the next podcast. 
And so I hope that helps you as we continue this Advent season. We'll, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Y'all have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.